back to Throwdown Thursday podcast. This is episode 136, and I am Patsy the Angry Nerd. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I am, of course, joined from here in Castle Wolfenstein by my co-host. She doesn't want me to use that word, so I'm not going to say that word. You know what word I'm talking about, too. We are not going there. <laughs> that is not. I keep telling you that's not happening. I have a nickname for her. Nope. And, uh, nope. It's it's not a thing. We're going to put up a poll. Do you want to hear the new nickname? Nope. Nope. That is not gonna, a thing that's gonna happening. we do a Twitter poll. Uh, but she is the uh, real housewife of Transylvania, the mistress of Merlot, and the Michael Phelps of wine, ladies and gentlemen. Ashes my name. Hi, my name is Ashes, and I like wine and wildfire and world domination. Uh, we are, of course, also joined by the hardest working man in podcasting, the man with the bootylicious voice, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Wolfenstein. That just won't die, will it? It will not. I, every, I have to bring it back every now and then just so people remember. What exactly is a bootylicious voice? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like... If you look it up in the dictionary, it says Johnny Wolfenstein's voice. It's just a picture of you speaking, like with a speech bubble. Uh, I think you're lying. Oh. <laughs> it's in like the, the, the new, new, Yeah, new, which edition? New edition? What are we talking here? <laughs> yeah, the, the very new English. The one that has uh, like all these other stupid ass words that people have been saying, like fleek and... I don't know. Whatever stupid shit kids say, I don't know anymore. You're turning into such a grandpa. Oh, God. Like, ah, stupid kids. In my days, words meant something. <laughs> like, rad. Uh, we are also joined once again by the uh, the Warden of the North, uh, Mr. Andy. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Yes. Good uh, to be here. You are, uh, again, you are quite knowledgeable on this subject. Our, although a resident Game of Thrones guru, yes. Although I don't know uh, if we're going to get a uh, word in edgewise with this uh, with this week's uh, topic because I think uh, Ashes is going to dominate the conversation. I I, I as, dominate the world and I'll dominate this conversation. That's good. We need yes. We need people that are knowledgeable on topics. That's yeah. good because today we're going to be talking about Cersei Lannister. Yes, Queen. The son Tywin never had. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> But first, before we do that, we have our, our little getting into character segment, and uh, our topic of conversation today is who do you think would be the best fit to sit on the Iron Throne and rule the Seven Kingdoms? Like, which character do you think would be just the best and do the best job? And... Who would be the worst? Right, but the caveat is this person can't, can't have already sat on the Iron Throne. Correct. However, this person can have literally sat on the Iron Throne, well, like say, cannot have held power. Can't, can't have been king, queen, what have you. So of Westeros, of Westeros, yes, you could be king of the North or king of the Mole people. Um, so who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Who are who are your your two that you think would be the best? And tell us why you think they'd be the best. Okay. So my first choice, and I feel like this choice is very self-explanatory. This character is very young, but we are also seeing this character come into her own. And I am loving every scene that she is in. Lyanna Mormont. Ooh. 
Oh, that's a good choice. Little Miss, like, Little Miss Bear Island. I love her so much. Like, she is the one who who really shut down a room full of people and commanded attention and was like, we pick Jon Snow. We will follow you. I don't care if he's a bastard. Right? Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. Yeah. Like, she has no issue standing up to people two, three, four times her age. And uh, and and throwing down. And she's not really. I, she's nothing in the book. Although she does write the letter. Right. She's, she's she writes a letter to Stannis. That that she's a signature signature on a on a piece of paper is which as makes much her character is which makes no sense because right, she shouldn't she's be not, writing that letter. Like yeah. She's not. She's the not lady the lady of, of Bear Island. That's yeah. uh, uh, she's like fourth in line or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe even further down. It's Mage. Know. Mage. Her. Mage uh, is the mom. Yeah. And I think she's still alive. Maybe, but she would be Lady of Bear Island, like she's right. And then uh, Allison and Lacey. This is a whole bunch of them. A yeah, whole brood of 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 Mormons up there. Yeah, so the, it's she, a very odd thing in the book, but but it's it's, it's cool, cool in the show. Like I like uh, cool I like show, her certainly. in the show. Oh, yeah, like, that's one of those good mm-hmm. changes that they they switch from the book. Got stink eye Mormont to go up there. That's like their version of uh, side eye Chloe. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> meme. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, how about you? Who is who is your pick? Uh, so we're doing all the bests first, and then we'll do. Yeah, the we're going to do our best. I know you have a second one, I but do we'll, second we'll one rotate guys. around. Okay. I like Danny, Daenerys. Yeah, I think I think uh, she, you know she should do a good job with those dragons. I like the Targaryens coming back. I like that she's you know not not technically queen of Westeros. <laughs> I, I'm getting a look over here. Yeah, you are getting a look. That's a yeah. You'll get that look. I have I, I have feelings about Daenerys. Oh, like I I, I personally think Daenerys. Daenerys is terrible. But you know, this is who this is who you think. Talk to talk to Sydney about Daenerys. Oh my God, she Seriously, she loves Daenerys. Daenerys. Okay. She was on the Daenerys episode. Yeah, I, I, I remember. Yes. I, I definitely listened to that. Yeah, episode. you left a voicemail, yeah. uh, an email for that. Yeah, uh, my choice. Uh, my first, my first choice, because it's a tie between these two characters, um, and I think his the show. I like him a lot in the show, but after reading the prologue that he's in, um, I have a lot of respect for him. I think he's a, a phenomenal character. Uh, Stannis Baratheon, you I think, love Stannis. Would be, I love Stannis too. I would say. be a fucking awesome king. He is willing to do what he needs to do for the good of the realm. He doesn't care how many daughters he has to cook. <laughs> well, so technically he is the one true king of Westeros. Too, yeah. So. I mean, he... Never technically sat on the Iron Throne, but... Right, but he... If you're going by the actual law of succession, it should be Stannis. That's what Ned wanted, and everybody loves Ned. So... Uh, Ashes, you had a, a second pick. I do have a second one. So um, my second pick, I think that she would be super deserving. She's already come forth and uh, she can, commands an army and she has a lot of followers. And I think that she has her heart in the right place. And I think that she would do a really good job of, of ruling Westeros. Yara Greyjoy. Interesting. Right. That's a good choice. She's battle tested. Mm hmm. And that's that's another thing, especially in a feudal society, you want your 
your ruler to have some sort of military experience. Like she of... wouldn't be afraid to get her hands dirty. She wouldn't she, just she fights, send she people kills. to fight for her. She would want to go out and fight for herself. Like as Robert, well. like a Robert Baratheon who took the throne by force. Yes, you know, like, you know Stannis again, who leads an army and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Liana does doesn't have much military experience. Well, she she's just a, a wee bear. <laughs> she's just a cub. <laughs> uh, Andy, do you have a second choice? Uh, so, I I I guess not. But uh, if I would just pull one, Tyrion. I love Tyrion. We all love Tyrion. Yeah, I'll put it out there. I think he's certainly. I would say the most intelligent and knowledgeable. Uh, he's also very clever. I want to distinguish between clever and intelligent because a lot of guys can be like the maesters are intelligent but they're not always clever well it's the difference of being like between book smart and street smart and Tyrion is a bit of both yes and you don't get to see it again in the show uh we see Tyrion a little bit when they're going up to the eerie where he kills that guy with a shield protecting uh Catelyn but at the uh, the battle, what's the name of the Green battle? Fork, I believe. Yeah, Green Fork. He, he leads people into battle. Yeah, and he kills some people with an axe. Yeah. In the show, he just gets knocked out, yeah. and then the whole battle happens without him. Yeah, which is bullshit. Because and I after I I read the book, I came to you it was like the next day, and I was like, "This is horseshit." <laughs> but yeah, Tyrion would make a good king, and and the Battle of Blackwater. He also leads a sortie out too. Yes, like. Like if you know they call me half man. If you're not coming out there, what does that say about you? Yeah, yeah. He uh, chat, he's he's got a way of uh, riling up the troops yeah. with a good good rousing mm-hmm. speech. Well, and his heart's in the right place too. And I know in the uh, TV is it show, though? well, I, I think it is. Mm. I think I think he has gone a little soft. Um, I don't he know definitely about has that. an interesting character arc, and he's evolved since you know we're in the process of rewatching the series and we just finished the first season and you know knowing who Tyrion becomes rewatching everything being able to see his character evolution I, I yeah I think he would be a great uh addition to the throne see I'm gonna go slightly different uh you almost picked my choice but I'm gonna say Tywin Lannister I think Tywin Lannister would be a phenomenal king. I have feelings about Tywin, too. Yes, I know you do. We're definitely going to be discussing Tywin. All right. Yeah, Ty- Tywin's definitely a military leader and knows yep. what he's doing. Like He's well-respected, feared. He's a guy like, Certainly. you know, because Roose Bolton would be an honorable mention, but he's fucking weird. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> is creepy. Um, where he's not a guy that has to raise his voice in order to command attention. Like, you know, especially as Hand of the King, everybody knows that it's like, yeah, you're Hand of the King, but you're really the one in charge. We talking about Tywin here? Or? Talking about Tywin. Yeah. You know, when Tywin was, was uh, you know, Hand, everybody knew that. Yeah. The world, you know, the world of Ice and Fire has a, a section on Ares, and it's really a section on Tywin. Yeah. Because it... I mean, even when he was Joffrey's hand, like yeah, he, he was like one of the one of the few people who would. The king seems tired. Take him to his room. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I'm the king. Any man who must say I am the king is no king at all. Like 
Tywin commands that type of respect, and like he's feared by every. Like, I think that's the type of character that would do well because he's dispassionate. Like, the only thing he cares about is his family legacy. So he would make a good king because this is his family legacy. If you're sitting on the Iron Throne and Jamie's next, you know. Uh, I would also say Elia Martell, not Elia Martell. Ariane? Ari- yeah, the Sand Snakes mom. Oh, oh, oh I was oh, going to oh, say Alaria Sand. Alaria Sand. I love Alaria Sand. She's such an interesting character. And, yeah, I was actually going to pick her. But I decided to go with Yara Greyjoy instead. Mm-hmm. So I think these are all good choices. Now, we'll probably have to do the same thing because I can think of a couple. Who would be your worst choice to be king or queen? The ruler of Westeros. Sansa. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking Sansa. Fuck Sansa. Fucking I can't make up my goddamn mind. Fucking I can't form an opinion. I love Joffrey. He's a monster. Fucking, I want to kill her for probably the first five and a half seasons. Until she gets until she gets away from Ramsay, she that's is when she terrible. Con- yeah, well, and that's when not she even kind that great of in the, in the the second last season either. She's kind of just like pushed aside by everybody. Yeah, but I mean, really the last season yeah. where she to the somewhat comes into she needs somebody with her. Although she so, also pisses me off when it's like. That's a stupid plan. Why didn't you ask me what I thought? Okay, what would you do? I don't know. Great. Well, that's the thing. Like, she can't really think for herself. She needs someone, so she needs John to play off of, or she needs Arya to play off yeah. of. She. I, th- I think that has a lot more to do with the the the, the writing of the, the last few seasons of Game of Thrones. And yeah, uh, Sansa's character. I totally she's, agree. I think she's but, way too dependent to yeah be any type of ruler. And, you know, again, we, we just started rewatching the series. And, God, I, I mean, I had forgotten how much I hated oh, her character. So and, and, and right now, she's just like, oh, Joffrey's the best thing ever. Oh, I want to I marry want to him have so his much. Babies. It's like, bitch, you just met him. chapters in the book. If yeah. You ever read it yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. I hate my family. I love the Lannisters. I'm like, oh, my God, girl. My father's a traitor. It's, it's cool in the books to see that whole thing just come crashing down and get destroyed like and when she's like oh right, shit by a feast for crows when like she's just completely a different person and yeah. broken and like she's like this sucks i don't i don't like this at all and when she's uh uh what is it elise elaine elaine stone elaine stone yes Color little fingers brown. bastard she's gonna marry harry the heir so how about you who's uh you're on the year, the worst Euron. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Euron. Yeah, I have to pick somebody else, but no, he's, he's an evil motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, he he would be like the Mad King, but with more rationality. I think, like he's, which is kind of worse, right? Like he's calculating and knows it. Like he basically wants to bring Armageddon, and he's, he's he he's wants kinda, to become a Lovecraftian yeah, god. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's like this. This world's going down, and like I'm, I'm here for the ride, and I'm taking yeah. it with me. I am the I am the conductor of the Armageddon train, so I am going to go with uh, who I think would be one of the worst rulers, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. I think. Agree. Uh, I Agreed. think she. I I know Andy. I know, <laughs> but I don't think she's 
Like she's a compelling character. No. I, b- I believe she's begun her descent into madness as well. I don't so. think she's. De- I thought no, they were going to do that, but I think uh, they gave that to Cersei. Oh uh, no! no there's, I, there's I just, madness I, in there. I disagree. Yeah, wait till she finds out she's been banging her nephew. <laughs> but Auntie Sweetheart. <laughs> uh, all right. So, do you have a uh, a second? No, I just think Sansa's the worst. Sansa's pretty fucking bad. I mean, there's a bunch of like bad one how about you andy you have a second a second word i mean i I mean euron's definitely like the the night king yeah (laughs) there are just so many like hot pie again (laughs) i think hot pie would be a great leader like everyone everyone would be well fed yeah Yeah. (laughs) little finger would be a terrible king yeah certainly sansa come sit at my side oh my god stop it that's so creepy (laughs) He's in a new show, uh, uh, Aiden Gillen. He's in a new show. It's uh, called Project Blue Book. Yeah. It's about uh, flying saucers. Will you stop it? <laughs> I used that on Nicole earlier. She got mad, but Kristen laughed so hard. I was like, that was perfect. Oh, yeah. Was it really, yeah, though? Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's a lot of like people that would be bad, like... I could also re-put Stannis on this list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would not only be the best, he would also be the worst. Like, Joffrey's easily the worst, and we, we were talking a little bit about this off-air. Like, Ramsay would be a better king than Joffrey because Ramsay at least has the military experience and the know-how. Like, Joffrey's all like, oh, kiss this sword. I'm going to go cut your brother's heart out with it, and you're going to come back, and it's going to have yeah, his blood on it. Ramsay like, has a little bit more tact. Well, a, a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. I'm just bit. saying, like, you know, his... And there's an age difference there as well. Well, he yeah. also has, like, combat experience. Like, Ramsay comes, like, charging into the kennels to fight the Ironborn, and he's got, like, no fucking shirt on. And he's just got, like, a pair of knives, and he's like... Let's go, bitches. Joffrey's like, I'm the king. Oh, you can't hit me. Oh, blather. <laughs> I don't know. It sucks. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in Westeros who are completely unfit to rule. And I really don't know if there's anyone who is perfection to rule as well. Tywin. Ty- Tywin would be a- Yeah, but he's dead. But I mean, like, so at, at everyone's point. got one flaw. <laughs> Nobody can be perfect. Weekend at Tywin's. <laughs> you got Tyrion and and Jamie walking side by side with him, but like they're just sticks tied to his legs. Well, I mean, he would be a little lopsided if it was Jamie and Tyrion. My lord, you have a limp. Yes. Wait, did you call me an imp? I don't know that. But yeah, that's a that's an interesting interesting dynamic, I think. So we want to know who you would choose. Hit up us up on the Facebook page. Let us know who do you think would be the best ruler of Westeros, somebody who has not held the throne, and who do you think would be the worst? Yeah. Um you know, you could agree with the choices we made or you could come up with somebody different. You know, maybe you think Hot Pie would be a great fucking king. You know, maybe you think Jack and Hagar would be the best. Lamy Greenhands. Except he's also dead. 
Yeah. You know, a lot of dead people to choose from. There's a lot of dead people to choose from. It's like, oh, you know who would be a great king? Ned Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have been. He could have been. Uh, we kinda, we talk about kind of lost his head a little at the end. Yeah. Have you ever seen, and I'm going to have to find the link and post it. It's a, uh, it's a Sesame Street parody of Game of Thrones called Game of Chairs, where they're playing musical chairs. No, I don't think I have. And Grover is the guy playing the he's, music. He's Grover Bluejoy. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's great. Rob, it's Joffrey, it's Ned, and like they're dancing around all these chairs, and all the chairs are instead of like, you know, the, the blades, it's like golf clubs and baseball bats <laughs> and shit like that. And like he always Again, this is a show aimed for children, like Ned loses, and he's like, don't lose your head, Neddy baby. <laughs> and, like, Joffrey just misses, and he's like, oh, looks like you choked, Joffrey. <laughs> it's the fucking best. I will post a link, because it's the funniest goddamn thing. And, you know, when you when you play the Game of Thrones... You become a Muppet. No. <laughs> you... You. Close. <laughs> Could you imagine though, like Game of Thrones done with puppets? Yes. Like, like the, that would like be... the Potter puppet pals. Yeah, but but like, yes, but like that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm imagining it now, and you're right; it is amazing. <laughs> right? Like it's kind of the best thing. Like I kind of want to get stoned and just watch it. Be like, don't hug me. I'm scared. Yeah, but like amazing. So when you play the Game of Thrones. You win or you die. There is no middle ground. Yeah. You don't become a Muppet. So. Down at Fraggle Rock. Yes. We're going to. It's Casterly. Down at Casterly Rock. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Bump, bump. I was going to say that. that Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you you care the way? Down at Casterly Rock. (laughs) Down at Casterly Rock. Oh, God. All right, so I think we need uh, to go to break. Yeah, we'll 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 take a, a quick break, and when we come back, we will discuss uh, Cersei Lannister. Yes, so we'll queen. be right back. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. (laughs) It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com.
Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. back and uh if you are unfamiliar with that song that is uh dead river by our good buddy no man uh our good buddy rocky uh and you can hear he's got his own show the stas cast serious talk about stupid shit uh definitely give those guys a listen because it is exactly what it sounds like and it's thoroughly entertaining and if you're up in the toronto area you know rocky's always playing different shows uh, definitely go check him out because, as you can hear from the, the the music in the background, he's got some serious talent. Like we've been using this this song since like the beginning, like the inception of the show. We've had this song. So, so Ashes. Yes. I know you're excited. I'm very excited because you know we we wanted to with the amount of stuff that's coming out between. You know, the new season of Game of Thrones and, you know, the Godzilla King of the Monsters film and uh, Avengers Endgame and Captain Marvel. It was going to be hard to kind of cram everything into one month because we wanted to do a whole month of these shows leading up to. But it's just not possible with everything kind of interspersed. Right. We want to cover as many Game of Thrones characters as we possibly can. But the time crunch would have been way too much. Right, because we have all those movies coming out around the same time and the shows airing around the same time. So what we're trying to do is intersperse some of these. So, you know, last week we did Blood Raven and this week we're covering Cersei. You know, we're going to so, cover some more later <laughs> on. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really, really... I, well, it's, it's kind of bittersweet. I'm really excited for the new season because, you know, it's the longest that we've been without a new yep. season of Game of Thrones. However, it is the final season, so it's it's sad. You know, you know the end is coming. It's like impending death, you know. You you know it's coming, but you're trying to enjoy what time you have left. I Fast am approaching. I am very excited though that Mikhail Sapochnik is coming back because he directed some of the best episodes as far as uh you know, Battle Core, he did the the Battle of the Bastards. He did uh Blackwater, mm-hmm. like these are some epic, epic episodes, and, and he's coming back to do a couple we've of episodes. Seen some teaser trailers. We haven't been given like a a real thorough trailer yet, but we've seen some teaser trailers. We've seen some stock footage. Um, you know, been a lot of quote unquote leaks. Yeah, um, which I mean, and and they've been known to do that to kind of. T- steer people away from things as as well to kind of keep as much under like it turns out that darth vader is actually Jon snow's dad (laughs) like it's really weird um 
So I'm really excited, and I'm excited that we get to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that we finally get to talk about one of my all-time favorite characters, Cersei Lannister. I can't remember the last time I was this enthralled with a character. You know, like I said, we're we're rewatching the series, and from the first moment she steps on screen, I'm just like, yes! Like, there's something about her that's just so... In cap- just so captivating. Well, Lena Headey is capable of amazing. Yeah, she's the- commanding a, a screen presence, and she's already played. You know, prior to doing this, she's played like very powerful female characters. Like she was Sarah Connor was in the Sarah show. Connor. I never actually watched uh, it, and, and she was great in that too. I mean, obviously, she's great in everything, but she was Leonidas's wife in Three Hundred, uh, yeah. and she reprised her role in the second film, Three Hundred and One, even Three Hundred. Or yes, I didn't see even even more Three Hundred. Yes. Like two, three, two hundred. I don't. I don't know. I didn't see what happened in that second movie, but I know she was in it. And it's like at that point, she had already been doing Game of Thrones. So unless she was like contractually obligated to do a sequel, uh, she was also very, very good in Dread. I loved her in Dread. We just watched Dread a couple of weeks ago. You hadn't seen it, and I was like, "You'll like it because she's in it." So she has this very commanding uh, presence, and. Cersei is one of those characters that, you know, I know we we mentioned briefly last week we were talking about prophecy. And Cersei is one of those characters around whom a prophecy has been built. But I think, I don't think the prophecy was ever going to come true, but she made it come true. Like, there are certain aspects of it. In her trying to prevent the prophecy from coming true, she actually made the prophecy In certain parts, true. like she told, you know, what was her friend's name? Uh, Malara Heatherspoon? Yes. I, uh, there's so many similar sounding. I was like, Marcella, Melina, like, you know, she went to Maggie the Frog and Maggie the Frog is like, here's the prophecy. You're going to have, she's like, am I going to marry the prince? No, you're going to marry the king because she was supposed to marry Rhaegar Targaryen. But she as we discussed like, earlier that day, like Tywin took her aside, I was like, you're going to be promised to Rhaegar. But as we discussed, because Tywin was so powerful, you know, Eris was like, I don't want you getting any more power. People already think that you're essentially the king. So I'm going to take your oldest son for the king's guard and your daughter is not marrying my kid. So this is as close as you're going to get to the throne. He's like, yeah, he's like, we wouldn't marry the help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he treated them like servants, even though they're the richest family in Westeros. And he's, you know, royalty of themselves and the hand of the king. It's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, So she was, she ended up marrying King Robert Baratheon. And she's like, well, will we have any kids? Because Maggie the Frog said, you can ask three questions. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. She's like, will I have any kids? She goes, yep, you'll have three, and your husband will have 16. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. And she's like, three children will you have. Gold shall be their crown, and gold their shrouds. And then there was a third part to the prophecy. And, a, oh, you will, she didn't ask a question, but she told her that she will be. Andy, you're looking at me weird. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what you're getting at here. 
there was a third part of the the Valencar. Oh yeah, and the uh, Valencar will come and choke 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 when, the life out. Oh, of you? A young, someone younger and more beautiful uh, will come and take your place. The younger, more beautiful queen will come yes. and take your, your so, place. And she told her friend, like, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna die soon, so don't worry about it. And Cersei was so afraid of this prophecy that she shoved her friend down a well and she drowned. So, so she might not have been just afraid of the prophecy. Like, the the one question she's like is, "Oh, will I marry Jamie?" And like, Cersei kind of had a thing for Jamie at that point. Yeah, so maybe she was like, "Oh, a little competition." She yeah, down the well, and she didn't, you know, be she was like. Well, if nobody else knows about this prophecy, it won't come true. And there are certain parts of this, like she can't control how many bastards Robert has. She can't control how, you know, that she's not going to marry Rhaegar. So like those parts, but she can control how many kids she has. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she does. Like she, she specifically says that she's she's like, no, I can only have these three. No, just these three. And she's like, oh, yeah, with Robert, I, I did other things to make him think that we had, you know. Yeah. She goes, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd take care of him in other ways. Well, you I mean, know, she, she did have the one. <clears throat> so In the show. Yeah, that, that's the show. And, and two, actually, because she talks about the one that was born, and then she's pregnant now mm-hmm. in the show. But or she, she? Or she claims to pregnant. But is she? She says she's pregnant. Yeah. So, because she had the the one kid, then and that everyone's talking that it's gonna be that it's Gendry, is so Gendry is the rightful king, <laughs> but um, you know, in the book, she's a little more graphic when she describes how like every time she would uh, have sex with Robert or you know whatever she would do with him. Like every time she prevented him from impregnating her, it was like she, again she's very graphic about it, and I won't use the same terminology that she uses. But she's like, yeah, it was you know I would remove his seed with you know knowing that like this will never be an heir for you, like you will never have a trueborn son. It's only my kid and Jamie kid, Jamie's kid. Mm-hmm. Like, so she took great pride in that, knowing that once Robert was dead, like the Baratheon line had no claim to the throne. Except Stannis. Except Stannis and Renly, but fuck Renly. Um, So I know you have some, some thoughts. I do. So getting into a little bit of the backstory of Cersei... Um, she is the daughter of Tywin and actually the firstborn. Yeah, the, the eldest child. The eldest child of Tywin Lannister and his wife, Joanna, who died. Friends during... called her Jojo. Also cousin, Tywin's cousin. Yes. yes. Um, who ultimately died during childbirth, uh, birthing Tyrion, which puts a strain on Cersei's relationship with Tyrion. She blames him for her mother's death. So that that ultimately that as does Tyr- uh, Tywin. Yeah, as does Tywin. But that creates uh, a hatred for Tyrion right out of the womb, like to which, the point that she will like squeeze his dick until he cries. You know, um, which obviously carries with her throughout his life mm-hmm. and her life as well. So. 
one of the things I love about Cersei is the fact that she is determined, she's ambitious, she's cunning, she's witty, she's willful. She is willing to do whatever it takes to best herself and to get what she wants. And what she wants is power. So where, It's what she's always wanted. So where... You know, like we talked about last week, where Blood Raven would do thing bad things for the realm. She's doing bad things to further her own agenda. Correct. She doesn't care but I mean, what like, it is or who she hurts or what the collateral damage is. But it's not so much bad things. Like uh, no, it's bad things. But it's, but it's oh, not, we're talking about so mostly. I mean, the final season. She's not really the final two seasons. She's not really doing bad things. Like she. Blows up the sept of Baylor and kills like all those but people. But she's not like she's not scheming or anything. Like she also that. arms the Faith Militant. She kills all of Robert's bastards. This is just the show. Dude, We're not even talking just, about the singer. Her, the her and and fucking Kyburn slicing up that singer to get him to say, like, uh, yeah, he had sex with Marjorie. Yes, yes. This is while Marjorie was married to Tommen. And he's because Tommen's eight and she's like 19 because this is like her third marriage because it was Renly and then Joffrey and now Tommen. So it's the same in the books. But in the books, Tommen's like eight. Oh, good. Yeah. So they haven't consummated their relationship yet. And she is so terrified of the younger, more beautiful queen that she's willing, you know, she tor- like they torture the shit out of it. They're like, yeah, you were banging Marjorie, right? He's like, no, 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 never. And like they start cutting his eyes out and shit. Seventy two hours later, he's like, yeah, whatever you said. I was, yeah, I was, oh, yep. absolutely. This is what I did. And they're like, I'll get him some water and clean him up. And it's like he's just, ooh, yeah. So yeah, she does bad things for. So the final season, anyway, she's not really doing anything bad. She's like, they, they come with her and like, oh, you got to come fight this guy. And she's like, what? Fuck you guys. Like, no. Like, why would I do that? That's your problem, not my problem. Well, I mean, and she is kind of scheming. Fine, you know. I promise I'll do it. No, just kidding. You know, she's in cahoots with Euron. And Tyrion. Yeah. And Tyrion, yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, the, against she's an quote, invading quote, army, pregnant. really. I mean, she's helping, she's helping not just her, but the people in the country. They don't want dragons coming here or you know whatnot yeah and she's like oh they only have two dragons <laughs> yeah they're not a threat one of them is dead they're not even a threat and jamie's like listen dude you didn't see the shit that i saw like again this is again foreshadowed in the show robert would be a fool to meet a dothraki horde in open battle and it's like and then one dragon just drogon so. Go ahead. Oh, I can talk now? Oh, good. <laughs> so, I think Cersei is best defined, or I think the easiest way to kind of break up a conversation, because there's so much, there's so much um, season to season, what she's she's done, what she's accomplished, is in terms of her relationships. 
So her relationship with Tywin, who's her father, her relationship with Jamie, who's her brother and her lover, her relationship with Tyrion, who's her brother, who whom she she despises, uh, her relationship with Robert Baratheon, whom again she in turn just despised, uh, her relationship with her children, and ultimately her relationship with herself. Yeah, and it. <clears throat> And everything comes down to how she was raised. So because she was motherless from age four and her father was hand of the king and he wasn't around a lot, she was raised by the help. Yeah, Septons and, 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 you know, other uh, handmaids. when her father was around, he obviously tended more to Jamie, who was the favorite. He also despised Tyrion for pretty much, you know, killing his wife. Um, and Cersei wasn't a boy. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the biggest thing that she talks and about. And that is something that stays with Cersei, and I think that is her driving force throughout everything that she does, the fact that she's not a boy. She is a queen who will never be king. Yeah, she even... And that is what she wants to be. She mentions at one point how... At, you know, at a young age, her and Jamie are indistinguishable. Like, you can't tell who is who, but they're treated so mm-hmm. differently. Right. And she doesn't understand it as a little kid. And, right. And that's got to be confusing, certainly. Yeah. Jamie is being taught to fight and how to carry himself and politics and, and you know, he's being educated and she's being taught how to smile and, and be please pretty. please a man. Yeah. And, and sit in silence and, you know, pretty much, pretty much everything that they believe the perfect wife to sell is. But she uses that and, you know, she... You know, she tells Sansa at one point, you know, I mean, a woman's, part- you know, tears are not a woman's old, only weapon. Mm-hmm. Your greatest weapon is between your legs. And, you know, she says, you know, she can wield it better. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but wield it better than anybody could wield a sword. Like, and she uses it quite a bit and she gets a lot of what she wants. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see this throughout the more so in the. In the book than in the show, because in the show, like, who are the affairs she has? You know, Lancel Lannister. That's it. Like, yeah, he, yeah I can't think of another show. Uh, yeah, another I can't person. Really, yeah. But in the in the book, she's got... She's everybody. And, like, some people, she's just, like, just the prospect. Maybe it's going to happen, and she's controlling mm-hmm. people like that, you know? Yeah, like the, the Kettle Black. Kettle Black. She's, she slept with two of them, like, one of them once, and one of them never, but... Like is getting him to do, and then like who's too. the uh, there's a, a Martell, a Martell. Uh, so it's a one of the women. Oh yeah, uh, uh, oh, I forget her name. Yeah, I should know her name. Um, <sighs> yeah, it, she's from Dorne though. Yeah, she she. Yeah, I can't think of her name. Hmm. Yeah, but she's got you know the Dornish woman, and, and the, even when Tyrion's on trial, like he tells Jamie, she'll she's. She's fucking everybody. Like, you don't understand. Like, and Jamie refuses to believe it. Like, when, you know, he's. Right, because Jamie only Mm. has eyes for. Jamie's a knight. Jamie hasn't. Yeah, Jamie hasn't been with anyone else, Mm -hmm. only Cersei his entire life. And she's like, 
that's why what we were talking about earlier, you know, does Cersei love Jamie more than she loves herself? And it's like, no, Cersei loves Cersei. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, we were talking about kind of like the hierarchy of Cersei's love. Um, her children, Jamie, and herself. Mm. And ultimately, she loved her children because they were a piece of her. And she wanted to them to to excel. Like she wanted Joffrey to be king. Because it was a way of her controlling things. You know, yeah, because she, she was queen regent and she could whisper And that in is why ear. she had such a hard time with Marcella going to Dorne because she could no longer control Marcella. And that was a power move by Tyrion. Yes. Because he was trying to figure out who was, who was Cersei's informant. So he told six different people six different things and it ended up being... Pycelle, who is informing on them, mm-hmm. you know, we see that both in the book and the show, yeah. and that pissed her off. So that you know, when he gets away, it's like, all right, you know, that led to the the dwarf genocide because everybody and it was... led to Tyrion, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much selling Marcella off to Dorne because mm-hmm. that that went through. That was one of the things. It's like, oh, I'm going to give Dorne to. Uh, Theon Greyjoy, I mean, Marcella to Theon Greyjoy, that was, like, one of the ruses that yeah. he used. But, like, I think in doing that, like, he's, they sent out ravens, and, like, some of those, that, that one, the Marcella offer was actually taken up. And I yeah. think she hates, you know, she hated him for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, and we see that in the mm-hmm. show, too. She hates him for getting, and that's her only daughter. Right. You know, and she's like, you know, and then they have all the problems with, with Dorne because of Oberyn. So, you know, and then the same with Tommen. She's trying to take her her youngest under her wing. And, you know, seeing as Joffrey is dead, Marcella is dead. She's trying to hold on to this last piece of herself. So it's not so much that it's her son. It's the fact that it's hers. See, I, I disagree on that because she put. Uh. She put her own political gains above well, and, what Tom and, wanted, and I'm I'm was going to get to that because she. So after, which is my all time favorite scene of the series, the light of the seven, the wildfire scene. I fucking love the it. A little smirk as she sips her wine as oh, everything oh explodes. Oh my god, it's orgasmic! I love it. There is one um, thing in that happens in that, and Andy, you'll know, but. Um, but it's not in the book when the they specifically hone in on the bell, the bell mm-hmm. crashing down because she she mentions in the book she a couple of times the bells. she hates the bells because every time the bells have rung, it's been Tywin, it's been Joffrey, it's been Marcella. Mm-hmm. So she hates the bell, and that's part of the reason she doesn't she hasn't done this in the book. She did blow up the Tower of the Hand because she was worried that there were secret passages and there were secret passages and that Tyrion might have been sneaking around in there. Yeah, cuz yeah, or, this is before he this is after he kills Tywin and escapes because there were secret passages everywhere. And that's how Shay was getting snuck back and forth up to him. Mm-hmm. And probably how Varys <clears throat> listens in on people's conversations too so much. Yeah. But after that scene, instead of securing Tommen knowing full well that Tommen is seeing this 
and Tommen could potentially, you know, he's a uh, impressionable young king, young child. He's probably what, like in the show, he's probably like twelve, eleven or twelve, 12, 13, yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Um, you know, completely distraught, seeing his wife, you know, blown up, and, and most and of his, his kingdom, his religion, you know, like, blown he was up, hardcore, in this, this this mess. You know, instead of making sure he was secure, she went and turned her attention to Unella. Unella, yes, the Septon, Septa, Septa yes. Unella, yes, starts pouring wine all over, and seeking Six. her revenge. Confess. And six the mountain on her. Yeah. And because she told her when mm-hmm. she got locked up by the face, she goes, my face will be the last thing you see before you die, which isn't true, but close enough for government work. Well, well you know, the last living face you will see. Yeah. yeah. Last not undead face. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I, I believe that. Cersei loves herself more than she loves her children. Yes. Now there's the question of, of, of Jamie, and we were talking about this earlier. Does J- uh, Cersei love Jamie before, you know, more than she loves herself? And at first I thought, yes, of course, because at the end of the most recent season, she had the full opportunity of, you know, taking him out he he was betraying her he was he was leaving her and she's like but i'm pregnant with our child and he's like i don't care um he's like this is the honorable because jamie's arc has we'll we'll definitely do a jamie episode his his character evolution is one of the most impressed ever since he lost his hand and fell asleep on that weirwood stump very compelling story. Yes. P- turn turn one of you know the le- my least favorite characters into one of my most favorite characters. Yes, mm-hmm. this transformation. <clears throat> um, you know she had every opportunity to have the mountain dispose of him right then and there, and she couldn't. But I realized that the reason why she couldn't it goes back to um, a quote earlier on in the series where she says, you know talking about Jamie, we are more than lovers. Like, we, we shared a womb. Like, we are one. I had a womb with a view. <laughs> um, and Jamie so she, has said, yes. we came into this world together, we're going to leave together. So she sees so much of herself in him. She believes that they are one. And that is why she lets him betray her. That is why she lets him go. See, I don't see. I however, she, I believe she also has ulterior motives. I don't. Therefore, think, I don't think that she loves Jamie more than she loves herself. See, I don't think. I think she's and not to pregnant. Uh huh. And to quote RuPaul, "If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else?" I don't think. See, bam. If you look at Cersei now, who does she dress like? Tywin. She dresses like Tywin. Sure. She, you know, her armor looks, you know, she's dressed it's, all. It's, it's she's not the, wearing a dress anymore. She's black armor. This is an armored outfit she's wearing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't think she let him go because, you know, of anything other than she makes a lot of poor political decisions. I don't think she she thought that, Jamie, you know, Jamie is stuck by her after everything she has done. Jamie has been loyal to her 100%. No matter what she's done, he's always stayed with her and stuck by her. 
But I think losing Tommen, because she even, like, you know, she tells him to leave at one point in the book. She's like, you need to go, you know, do this, you know, secure this area. And while he's gone, that's when Joffrey dies. Because he's not, he's not there when Joffrey dies. No. No, I don't believe he is. And then she's like, where were you? You're the king's guard. Why weren't you there? You didn't do it. And he's like, you sent me away. She's like, I don't fucking care. You should have been there anyways. He's like, but you sent me away to fight this battle. Well, then you should have fought it and won and got back here. It's your fault. And it's like, and she blamed him for Marcella. Yeah. And she blamed him, you know. No, so he hadn't gotten back yet from being captive when yes. Joffrey died. Yes. That's what it was. And then she sent him away after. Right after that, she sent him away. Well, she sent him away after Tyrion escapes because his hand is all. You know, she's like, "Oh, you're useless. Yeah, yeah. All, you, but you can still command an army, even if you can't fight." So she sends him away with Ilan Payne. Well, he takes he he brings so, Ilan Payne in the book. It's Bron, in the show. It's Bronny, but he takes Ilan Payne because he can't talk and he's trying to f- learn how to fight with his left hand, and he knows Ilan Payne isn't going to say anything to anybody. Very good things in the book. He's having like he tells Ilan Payne everything. He's just fighting, getting the shit kicked out of him, and he's just confessing all of the shit that he's done to him because he doesn't have a tongue and he can't talk and he can't write it's, either. Yeah, and it's very, very, very good scenes. But she, I don't think very, she thought he was going to leave. I don't think he. I figure he's like she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. By the way, you know, like we lost all our kids, but I think. As much as losing all losing Tommen also like kind of broke her, and she lost her last hold on her sanity. It also broke the hold that she had with Jamie, and ja- I think Jamie knows she's lying about being pregnant. I think I, I think he's quarreled I, th- I think he he knows she's lying but he's hoping that she isn't and he's like you know what i can't i can't do this like i am i've i've sat by long enough i've been loyal to you and you've done nothing but be cruel to me like she really has like it's worse in the books you don't see it as much because there's a lot of like inner monologue stuff that you just doesn't translate into you know TV. You know we've had this conversation about the Martian a million times. Mm-hmm. She's really really bad to him, but he's always there. And I she figured he's always going to be there. She's like he's not going to leave and ride up to the north by himself. Well, she she treats him like a queen. She treats him like a king. That's a good. That's a good way of looking at a it. A queen. Because she's in a position of power and he is not. And it's always been that way. And it's way. always assumed that the, that the queen is just going to stand by the king's side and take whatever he hands to her. Yeah, that's a really good way. I didn't even, I didn't think about that. That's a good way of looking at it. And she has become something that Tywin never could. The ruler of Westeros. Right. Now, in your opinion... Do you feel that this has always been in her personality or and, and you know it's just she uh has never had a chance to express it you know like this lust for power and this desire to do harm to further herself or do you think 
as things have progressed in her life that this was brought out of her. Because I think that this was always who she was. I mean, we see that when she kills her friend and she throws her down a well, you know. And she she even says in the show that she thinks she could have beaten the prophecy, but she knows it's it's going to happen. You know. What yeah. No. Thought? I. What's that? Is it your thought? Yeah. No. I think it's it's some that's who who she's been since 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 forever. She's she's Taiwan's daughter. She probably picked up stuff. You know. She learned learned this as she was growing up. So. I think it's just part about who we are. I think she's. She is. I think she's more Tywin than Jaime or Tyrion, but she never got the chance to show it, and now she's getting the chance to show it, and she's very much Tywin's daughter. How about you? Um. So I think it's a combination of both. I think it's partial, like nature versus nurture, and I think it's partial um, reaction and personality change due to situations so i think part of it and i think the majority of it is is nature versus nurture um being tywin's daughter uh constantly looking for his approval she just wanted to make daddy proud she knew that she was the only one which is why she calls herself my father's only son Mm -hmm. um she knows that she is the only one equipped to actually rule someday and she knew that she was going to be the one who could potentially get the closest to the crown you know being promised to a prince or being promised to a king you know entering royalty through marriage and and you know that that's that's not exactly how she wanted to obtain things but you know it was a a step in the right direction in her quest for power which is something that Tywin always thirsts for power see I think she would have been she's exhibiting these personality traits because the situations have it's always been there but had she married Rhaegar which she wanted to do like she would have been in the same position like she, you know had she married Rhaegar and Rhaegar you know become king she she was like oh I can't wait to have his kids and all this but then she ends up with Robert so she's still getting that seat of power that she wanted, well, and, but and, not the way she wanted it. Like, she right. wants her cake and eat it, too. Right. And the thing with Robert Baratheon is that, um, you know, for a while, she was kind of down with him. She's like, okay, like, I can, I can suck it up and deal. Like, this is Yeah, she so said bad. she loved him at one point. And then it was their wedding night, and he called her Lyanna. And she was like, nope. She's like, yeah, a, a corpse had shut it down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yep. He had more love for a corpse than he did for me, like a living, breathing woman, like his wife. And I think that we moment... see that in the opening scene. Yeah. Oh, we've been riding for a month. Fuck you. I'm going to go see my dead girlfriend. You know, um, so I think that moment mixed with everything that built up to that moment, you know, her trying to obtain daddy's approval trying to make daddy proud trying to you know be look daddy look what i can do look at how smart i am look at you know well he's too busy oh well jamie's doing this you know because you know fuck Tyrion. nobody cares i mean i care because you know he's awesome but yeah you know, nobody cares he is a great um, character but you know well look at what jamie's doing jamie's doing this jamie's doing that and jamie she's will like, be heir to casterly rock right. now, let, let's give him a hand yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 so she's like, but what about me? Like, what what am, I'm? Uh. 
what am I Cersei, doing? Cersei, when I say she is Tywin's daughter, like she is Tywin, there's, and again... She's adapted a lot of his personality. Well, again, you know, in the books, like I hate to be that guy, like, well, in the book, uh, actually, uh, but when Tywin is found dead, he's found dead with a whore. And it's like, she's like, no, he wasn't. He was found dead in his bed. He was not found dead taking a shit. He's not covered in shit. He doesn't have a whore in his room. He died in his sleep. Get all this stuff out of here. Yep. Yeah. And if anybody says anything, like, terrible, horrible things will happen to you. So she was very much concerned with the family legacy. Right. The image of... of And that's all... He like the first time we meet Tywin, what is he? What is he doing? You know, sim- symbolically, he's skinning a stag. You know, the sigil of House Baratheon. But he's telling Jamie, like, like you're gonna die, your brother's gonna die, I'm gonna die. All that matters is the family name and how we're remembered. Like the name lives on. That's what's important. Which ultimately, that is why it was so important that when she did take the throne. She was never known as Cersei Baratheon. She was always Cersei Lannister. Right. Always. Was Joffrey Baratheon. And, yes. The children were Baratheons, but she never, ever was known. I mean, Catelyn Stark was Catelyn Stark. And other women, you know, assumed the surnames of their betrothed or whatever. But she never took. She didn't even hyphenate. <clears throat> like, that's hardcore. Well, I mean, like, Lannister Baratheon is just way too many syllables. Just and... put it together, Bannister. <laughs> but... You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Get ready for Lannister on a Bannister. Oh, my God. But she wanted to carry that name with her. It meant something. And A, I think it's partially to do uh, due to her love affair with Jamie. It's also a rebellious thing. Right. But, um, you know, I, I think she was hoping that she would end up where she is now. Well, it's not only that. Like, when when Robert dies... Well, I mean, she she had him killed. I, I know, but you, she got him drunk so he would fuck up a stag hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, but after Robert dies, you know, the stag sigil is gone. There's no evidence. It's Lannister crimson. There's lions everywhere. It's on the mm-hmm. crowns. It's on... It's everything is Lannister. There's no Baratheon anything, which kind of should have tipped some people off. Like, hey, there's a rumor that this guy who's every bastard has black hair and blue eyes has all these blonde children. And now they're completely eradicating everything that has to do with Baratheon. Well, I mean, Ned found out, but he completely lost his head over the situation. He did. (laughs) And John Aaron was just sick over it. Mm. But still, like... (sighs) It's just again her influence. Like, yeah, you know what? We're uh, we're not. Uh, you know, there's there's no Robert Baratheon. It's Lannister. So it's Lannister Crimson, Lannister Gold. You know, almost like she's overcompensating for something. Yeah, yeah. And she, you know, she teaches. Well, and and she is like she's trying to see Daddy. Look what I did. And Look she, at all this. But and, we've and seen, doesn't... like, she will not be defeated. She's She would rather die and take everyone with her. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw that at the Battle of the Blackwater. 
she's like sitting there with Tom and she's like, hey, eat this poison. You know, I'll, I'll be right behind you, but you eat the poison first. And then Tywin comes into the fucking throne room and it's just like, oh, thank God I don't have to eat this poison. Tommen's like, ooh, candy. Piece of candy. But I think that we would be speaking of her differently if she was a guy. She would have. And and other characters would look at her differently if she was a if she was a male if she if she was king versus queen if it if she had been because she and she says that numerous times if like she, if, I, if I, I was a boy you'd be one, taking me one seriously of, one of definitely the points of the story yes. too is, is that it's all bullshit yes had she you know and and that's you know what george R. R. martin says and you know we t- we talked about this Mm-hmm. Dorn, as far as Dorn's concerned, and like that's the the Dornish master plan that I referenced in Andy's uh, intro last week. They wanted Marcella to be king, or to, to to be queen because she's next in line. As far as the Dornish are concerned, it, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It's okay. Joffrey's dead. Well, Marcella's next, right? Because Dorn is woke AF. Okay. You know they, and they they're down. They don't chastise their bastards like. You know, every like, time that like so, uh, like there's a Dorn has a Dornish person has married into the royal family, they've always like been an advocate for like social change, especially with the uh, the small folk. You know, much to the uh, the which the rich hate, right? The the, the, the Lannisters, the, the lords, the high lords hated, and that was one of the one of the splitting factors of the the original Blackfyre rebellions is that the 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 uh, Darren the Good married a Dornish princess. And, yeah, like that Dornish influence was w- what pushed people over to the Blackfire sympathy. And Cersei hates the Dornish, which it's just it's just racism, really. It's just yeah, it's but Cersei it, racism. But it's like you yeah, should right. you she should, should be on their side. Be like, like yeah, this, you, they're promoting exactly mm-hmm. what you've been advocating for your whole life, like. Like we're gonna adopt Dornish law, y'all. I think even Tyrion in the books like contemplates, like, yeah, I think I think Cersei would love Dorn because because of that. Yeah, because she would be, and I think had she had she been born a boy, and it's like her and Jamie, like, I, I, if she had her, I don't think she would have had her same personality because being, you know, like treated as a second class citizen because she's a woman is what made her who she is and gave her that lust for power. I think had she been born a boy, like she would have been exactly the way Jamie was, except they'd have fewer kids. But they, she would be exactly how like this. She'd still be this arrogant fucking jerk. She wouldn't have that drive that she has. Right. Jamie doesn't care about power. He doesn't yeah. want to be the king. He just wants certainly, to fight. Certainly. They are opposites in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they would both be like Jamie. Like, had so had she gotten her wish, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't it would be a lot, a lot less compelling story. Certainly, a lot, lot less. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't. She wouldn't have been in the same situation. Like, they might both be serving on the King's Guard, or like they mo- might both be like these great knights, you know. And maybe, you know, Tywin uses them. To overthrow the Mad King, and you know he's hand of the king to his oldest son, Steve Lannister. <laughs> Steve Lannister. I don't know what the male version of Cersei is. 
It'd probably be something with Ty in it or something like that. Those Lannisters. Tyrell. No, that's already that would be Tybald and Tywalt and Tig and Tiger. Tiger Lannister. Tyler. She's really good at golf. (laughs) But yeah, it would be those two, and like she would probably be, you know, a, a great knight. But I don't, I don't think she would be in the same position of power. Like. No, I I agree. I agree. The reason why she's in the position that she's in now is is because of her ambition and her drive. Because of the way she's wanting to prove everyone wrong. And, you know, her her thirst for power came for her wanting to be more than just uh, a, a side piece. Right. And then and then and that's the she, great she, she she ain't no trophy wife. And that's the great irony of what she wants. She's like, the reason she has this drive is because, like, oh, I wasn't born a man, so no one will give what I want, so I have to take it. But had she been born a man, she wouldn't have gone through what she went through, and she wouldn't have been put in this position right. of power. So it's it's one of those catch-22 things. Right. Like, if you got she's, what you wanted... Marrying Robert if she's a right. dude. Mm-hmm. You, if you got what you wanted, you wouldn't have gotten what you wanted. Right, which is to play the Game of Thrones. Right, and she's she's playing it pretty well for the most part. She's, she's winning. Oh, yeah, I would say yeah. she's winning. <laughs> well, she's it's, on the throne and probably one of it's, the longest. It's, it's people like sitting on there. It's like, oh, I, I think I I hit a home run because I started on third base. Like she was already like there. She went through three kids and a husband. Like she was already like. Here you they go. They were just pawns. Right. But I'm saying, like, for someone like Daenerys to become queen, it's like, okay, first I have to be abused by my brother and flee because this guy wants to kill everyone with my last name. Now I have to go and, like, her journey to, like, I have to somehow get an army. Whereas Daenerys, uh, Cersei's like, well, my dad's the richest guy. And yeah, I married like, I mean, the king. She herself was, I mean, if you want to bring abuse into the situation, like she was, her father did not treat her well. And Robert was horrible. Right. But not this, not the same way that, well, we get, that not we what get, Daenerys went through. But what Daenerys, I'm saying we, is. We get to witness pretty much from the beginning. Yeah, we, we don't get to see. Right. right but what I'm saying is. There was a lot more abuse. For there. Cersei to get to the throne and for someone like Daenerys or Stannis or uh, John to get to the throne, there's a lot more extra steps. Like, okay, I have to, I need to gather an army. I need to have money. I need to have this. I need to do that. Just because her battle hasn't been so much a physical well, battle. Well, I'm just saying. Like, it's been it more was, emotional than all of theirs. Uh, that's debatable, too. It's taken its toll. It has taken its toll, but I wouldn't say more. Emo- like, John died. <laughs> John had to die. Fucking Ollie, man. Yeah, fuck it. That kid in real life got death threats. Oh, people are so stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to kill you, kid who played Ollie. And he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like, he just kind of, like, laughed it off. Like, it's like, it's a character on a TV show. Like, a fictional person did something bad to another fictional person. Like, he's not even in the book. But it's people can't separate apparently. Yeah, some people can't. 
Like, I like the show, but I'm not at that point. I'm like, oh, fucking Ollie. I'm not like actual person. I'm going to track you down and like say bad things to you. But no, I'm just saying like Cersei was born a little bit closer to it. So it was easier for her to attain. Like but she, she, Daenerys has to cross a river with people who have never cr- uh, uh, not the river, narrow sea, like a body of water with a race of people who are like, no, if my horse can't drink it, the water is bad. I can't cross this water. Like she had to lose her husband. She had to lose her child that she actually liked. You know, she had to become a slave. Cersei she had to actually yeah. liked her children. She had to liberate an entire society. Cersei had to liberate an entire cask of wine. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying like. Hashtag I drink like a Lannister. She was a little closer to her goal. But, but I think I think the fact that Cersei like keeping her power is, is pretty pretty phenomenal especially in Westeros because like yeah I'm surprised she's been yeah. able to do it I mean but like, even like from the from I think it was like the second season uh, that little uh, interaction she had where Littlefinger about power and power is power knowledge like, is power and power is power yeah mm-hmm. and, and she almost has him killed she's like oh no wait I don't want to kill you you know that that was you know oh yeah she she commands respect from at least some some contingent of Lannister forces. Well, I mean, or, like, is it respect or is it respect? Well, at that point, she was fear. the queen mother, and you don't yes. want to do anything to piss off the king, because right. that king is especially brutal. Like, oh, what would you rather have, your your tongue or your hands? Yeah, and, and she's also putting Joffrey in his place once in a while, too. And, and does She slaps him, he slaps her, you know. But yeah, I... I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know... It's been easier when, like, your kid is king, because her kid was king from season one through season six. Until yeah, if you're talking about both of them, King's Landing became literal. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of easier because she's not really hanging on. I like the the couple of times she had like a real threat to her power. Tywin saved her. And, you know, that was the Battle of Blackwater. Mm -hmm. And then the Faith Militant, you know, she blew them all up. Which was totally like, like last minute, like Kyron's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I found a lot of this wildfire. She's like, perfect. I just killed them all. (laughs) Is there any wildfire left? Oh, yeah, shit ton. (laughs) All right. Plant it under the Sept of Baelor and... So yeah, and she's still good with the pyromancers, as far as we know, at least in the books. Fun. And like, she could be making that shit like clandestinely. We wouldn't even know it because she had to make up a fresh batch to blow up the Tower of the Hand. Ta- yeah, and for the Battle of Blackwater, so they were already like working for her. Like, who's to say that they stopped? fun? Uh, fun little tidbit: George R. R. Martin's first TV writing job was Beauty and the Beast. You know, the TV show with Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman. The guy who played Ron Perlman's adopted father is like the main pyromancer that uh, Tyrion talks to in season three when he's trying to get everything all together. Yeah, that's Roger Treese, right? I think that's his name. Yeah, the guy that narrated the books, the audio books. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, Roger Treese. Yeah. yeah, just a little like that's where he that's where he started. He did Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, fun fact. And now we know something. Yes. We learned a new thing. So, 
final thoughts wrapping up on on how we feel Cersei is like where she's headed um like what do you what do you think her her end goal is do you think that you know cuz i feel personally I'll, I'll go first i feel personally that if confronted she will she would rather take out all of king's landing and everyone there than lose the iron throne like i could see her planting wildfire everywhere and if she thinks that there's a chance she's going to lose you know, it's like, okay, you know, come on in, invade with your dragons. Dragon fire sets off the wildfire. Boom, everybody's dead. She takes out as many people as possible, and no one brings her to justice. Like, she's like, you know what? I'm going out on my terms. If it's going to happen, that's how it's going to happen. That's what I think. I think if she dies, like, that's how she's going to die. She's going to blow up as much, uh, at least, the Red Keep. So that's that's my thought. I don't know what you guys think, Andy. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly where 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 her is gonna her story is gonna end up. It's a good good question. Uh, I I kind of want her to to survive, you know, in some way. Um, good man. But to, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's like just like her in this like this hopeless situation, like you know. She's being descended upon by an army by herself or something like that. And, you know, just fade to black. And we don't know what happens or something like that. I also think that she's her and Tyrion have cooked something up. Oh, absolutely. And are, are going to have some sort of twist or surprise or like, I, I'm not sure. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's not just her like saying, fuck it. I'm going out. Just whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I hope she's, you know, putting up a fight and or has oh, yeah, I think some sort put of up a cunning fight. planned. You know, just to to either <clears throat> get get somewhere safe, or you know, hide an army or something like that, or just just something. Well, I'm pretty sure cool the Golden Company is coming with Euron. Pretty sure. But uh, you know, as far as the the you know the show, I think that they're probably going to kill her off. Like, I I just have that feeling that like people, so many people hate her that, that it's just one one more thing that they're going to check off. She's a very divisive character. Like, but I think as far as the book is going, I I think that like her surviving would be a more twist mm-hmm. for everybody because everybody's expecting her downfall and and for her to just you know to maybe she be wins in the end by Tyrion or or, or, or Brienne or, or Jamie or some some little Arya. Brother. Maybe Rickon, who knows? Yeah, Rickon Rick comes back riding Shaggy Dog. Rickon saves and wins the Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Out of left field, the last chapter is just a Rickon chapter, just him coming through. You know, like those <laughs> like those Randy Orton, like RKO out of nowhere, but the R is for Rickon. <laughs> how, about, how about you? Okay, so I obviously don't hate Cersei. I love Cersei so much. She is incredible and powerful and her ambitious in, in, ambition is awe-inspiring, and like I want to be her so bad. Um, I think that she has a plan. She always has a plan, and she always has a. Kyburn's a great hand to have. Contingency for her. plan, as well. 
And I think that as long as she has people who are still willing to work for her, that she will survive. And if she does find herself backed into a corner, she will not let anyone else take her out. She will take herself out. She would rather mm-hmm. die yeah. than be killed. And she's already proven this. And, you know, if I, I think her contingency plan is blaze of glory. I, I, I think she will take out as many people as possible. So you pretty much agree with me. I, I agree with you. But but I, I, don't, I, I don't think she's going to die. At least I, I hope she doesn't die. Like, in my heart of hearts, I hope she lives on. And she will live on forever. She works in into a dragon. <laughs> it's a ability no one knew she had. She's a secret Targaryen. Oh. But I think Just like that's, everyone else. Like, my one set of notes about this is about how her and Jamie are Targaryen twins. Because her Tywin knew Ares knew how much Tywin loved Joanna and he had the first night ritual and he on their wedding night like it's the king's right to to have sex with the the whoever's getting married. Well, Barristan said he took liberties with the bedding ceremony. Yes. But that's but, not what I'm referring to now. No. No, so the 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 book, the World of Ice and Fire book, uh, the same year that the twins were born, uh, Joanna was sent away from King's Landing, and uh, the Queen was quoted as saying that she wasn't going to let Ares, her husband, turn one of her handmaidens into a whore, and so, you know, the implication being that. She was pregnant with with the king's children, yeah. and there's also like, uh, if we're going through like the like that's the Mad Queen theory, yeah. And uh, if you, also in that the, the World of Ice and Fire book, like there's like a whole lot of lineages and Lannisters are featured, and like there are there are like these clues, like you know these Lannisters all had a lot of children, but this this guy didn't have any children or he had one child and the mother died during childbirth and like you know this son had only you know was married for 10 years and only had one child and that child killed its mother in childbirth so it was like all of these things is like adding up to like okay so Tywin probably has that same condition and only had one kid and it's Tyrion Tyrion and it killed and then there are are, are, uh, some contextual clues and I don't want to go into them too much but um like Jamie even says to her, "Like now you're sounding like Eris." Like she flat out says yeah. that to her one time. She's got this obsession with wildfire, just like the Targaryen kings. Their well, their excuse for sleeping with each other is that Targaryens have been doing this for hundreds of years. She even says like, it like, to like Ned when times. Ned confronts her. And Jamie's Jamie's dream, and oh, and his his in the book, anyways, his aunt when he's when he's going through the Riverlands saving the day. Mm-hmm. Um, his aunt reminisces about the time that he, uh, he, he, she was just joking when he's like, oh, Jamie's not, not your son. Tywin, uh, Tyrion's your son. And then Ty- Tywin did not talk to her for like six months after that. Yep. Like, not just like, you know, oh, yeah, oh, she's just not your son. Like, he like took that personally. Like, well, maybe she knows. You know, maybe, maybe. I mean, if you if you read through, though, like, Everybody's a fucking Targaryen. Yeah, like that's, that's true. Varys is a Targaryen. Tyrion's a Targaryen because he has dragon dreams. And he's got the two different colored eyes. So, and... so, but the world of ice and fire, like, like, doesn't allow that to happen. Like the the Tyrion part, like, you know, Joanna was in, you know, yeah, in, in, at Castle Rock, and 
you know, that Ares was, you know, so that kind of disproven, but you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like it's everybody's a, a secret Targaryen. Secret, secret Blackfire, which I guess would be a, a kind of Targaryen. And in the book, we have the whole And he's also a merman. Thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot of crazy, crazy... But there t- are enough clues to support, like, if you want to look into it, <laughs> right. it's like, well, look. So, so but there, there are clues that, like, George expects us to pick up on, like the Blood Raven thing. Like, mm-hmm. we, we don't explicitly get told that Blood Raven is the guy in the tree, but, you know, through context, we, we're supposed to get right. that. And the same thing with uh, the the moonstone brooch and the glamour that he uses in the in the books. It's like, well, some, some you know, the readers are supposed to figure out some of this stuff on their own. It's just, it's so much of the story is so ambiguous that you can make up so many. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult to really nail it down. But this is one of my favorite, that Cersei and Jamie are, are Aerys children. And that would mean that both Tyrion and Jamie killed their father. Yes. They're all Kingslayers. So that was a, a particular YouTuber, Sir Ryan Vine pointed it out to me. I've heard the theory, but like not really delved into. But that's really interesting. Yeah, there's, this is the first I'm hearing of it. There's like, that's a lot really of this stuff. She gets turned on by fire, like just mm-hmm. like King Aerys did. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of connections between her and and, and the Mad King. Certainly. Yeah, and you know that's why, like you know, they're you know the Mad Queen theory is like she's slowly delving into madness, and you know we see that on the show, even though there's not a lot of clues in the show that she might be a Targaryen. You know. They already have their secret Targaryen that right. they've been talking about for forever. So, and then uh, that would make the uh, Baratheon children that are Lannisters actually secret Targaryens too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Marcella and Tommen and and Joffrey, and Joffrey. Oh, which would I also like ex- that theory. Which yeah, would also theory, explain that's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Their absolute like like fifty like they're insanity. Yeah, flip a coin and, and Targaryen and. And that's what you get. Look at Joffrey and Cersei. And- Look at Cersei and Jaime. Yeah. So, all right. I think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up this discussion. And final uh, thoughts. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come back from from break. We'll do our final thoughts, so. and then uh, we do have a uh, show picked out for next week. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a battle too. We do have a battle. Sort of more like a theory battle. No, it's a battle. Oh, we have a battle now. Oh yeah, I I I made up my mind. Oh okay, because we, we had a we had I am the queen. Earlier. And well, that's whatever I, I say, say goes. We what originally we, we have a gonna, battle. We were going to do something different, but we have a battle now, so we'll be able to play the battle theme. Um, so let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do our final thoughts, and then uh, we'll wrap up.
Hey guys, this is James Thomas, director of Megalodon, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. Hello! This is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. And we are back. So what I was, you know, what, my mind's still a little bit blown. Like I'm like, <laughs> so like what? Targaryen? <laughs> Ashes and I were talking earlier today, and what I thought the battle was. I, see, and this is what you say to me all the time. Like, I thought we were doing this. You didn't tell me. We were originally going to ask, you know, predictions for what's going to happen to Cersei. So we kind of did that already, but that's fine. So we were going to ask people what they thought their predictions were going to be. But uh, so final thoughts. Andy, what do you got for final thoughts on, on Cersei? Uh, so certainly one of the most interesting characters. In yes, very compelling. Um, and uh, Lena, he again. I mean, just brought the character to life. Like, like words on a paper could not do what she did right. to, to that character. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the final books and the, the final season. And uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely a, a, an interesting, complex, compelling character. Yeah, like lover or hater, like it doesn't matter. Like this a is love a to hater, phenomenal character. Like she's. She's got a lot of different layers. Every time you think she's going to go one way, she goes another. Like, she takes on a lot of the personality traits that she claims to hate. Um, you know, she hates the fact that Robert cheats on her all the time, but she cheats on Jamie all the time, but she justifies it because it's her doing it, and she's doing it for a reason. And getting inside her head in the, in the, the last two books, too, is, is yeah. just... Makes makes it so much better a character. Like you understand like she, her motivation so much better, and it, and and it brings like you know a new dimension to a character. And, and she uh, doesn't even I have a, a look, reading those and, and looking at them from a different perspective because it's really really a good read. And she doesn't even have a point of view chapter until the fourth book. Yeah, like everything pros. you see is from what everyone else is seeing about her. So like you can't really form an opinion because there's so many. It's always, yeah, you're already looking at her through other people's lenses and they right. already have opinions of her. Right. So, you know, you're looking at it through Ned or through Jamie or through Brienne or through Catelyn. It's never her until the fourth book. And then you can really, you kind of see all these like motivations and you kind of understand like the actions of the previous three, you know, you know, chapters of the book, so to speak. Um, and how much he hates Tyrion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really comes. But I'm him. with you with, with the Lena Headey thing, like that smirk that she has that like smug smirk that, that satisfied look that, you know, we were talking about this in the, the, the episode we did on split, like, Subtle facial cues can really like give you a, a good insight into a character's mindset, and like she always has like that smug Lannister look on her all the time until 
the final until after Tommen dies. Then she she has that smirk once while she's watching everything happen. But after she really doesn't have that smirk on her face anymore, which I think is is pretty telling. Ashes, what about you? Um, it's not so much her physical actions; it's how she delivers her lines, her inflections. The way that she delivers like certain quotes, which make what she says like so quotable, like some of what she says um, are, are my favorite quotes of the series. And it's because of how Lena Headey is delivering those lines. Um, I think she's brilliant, both Lena Headey and Cersei Lannister. And I think that she is getting her due. And I think that, you know, I, I just, I love this, I love this character so much. Like, I can't really explain it, but I can explain it. And I think I kind of explained it, but I'm going to stop explaining it. Um, I just, I, I love this character. I think the show has been fantastic. The more I learn about things, the more I kind of want to delve into the books and see things from mm-hmm. a different perspective and get a little more information. And especially seeing as now the show has veered from Vastly. the books you know because we have show after about season three things really start to i'd say season four but yeah i mean after season three yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know it starts to it's, veer off in like and then by season five it's off the rails yeah because there's there's no which, which is fine fine by me i'd rather them be two different stories yeah at this y- point because everybody's like oh you know I read the books, and oh, you're like, oh my god, the Red Wedding. And like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, watch this. Watch this. Oh, oh. You know, so now, you know, you can't, like, well, in the book, it's like, yeah, you, you know, you don't have the the smugness of the people who are way ahead of you anymore. <laughs> you know. I wasn't that smug. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> saying you. I'm just saying in general. It's like, well, this isn't what happened. Ooh. No, I think I was that smug, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, in the book, that guy has a green shirt, and in the oh, show, yeah. he has a gray shirt. Like, huh, that's stupid. Don't they know anything? But uh, John's still dead to me at the moment, so. Yeah. It's very sad. And Rob, Rob's last words are not mother. They're gray wind. What does that mean? It means he transferred his consciousness into gray wind but who was shortly killed afterwards yes but you don't really get to see that because gray wind was killed right after that and but it's again it's a foreshadowing thing because when john is stabbed his last word is ghost and melisandre has a vision of him saying you know first he's a man then a wolf then a man again and she doesn't know what that means so in the show, he might not come back as Jon Snow. He might come back as someone or something else. Cersei Lannister, maybe. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> or he could just be, Plot instead twist. of an ice zombie, he could just be the fire zombie that he is on the show, like Beric Dondarrion. That could be cool. So, a little, little tangent here. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the, pretty much the name of the game on this show. <laughs> so... Um, we do have... So we have a battle. We do have a battle. It's a pretty awesome uh, battle. Wolfie, if you can uh, cue up that battle theme by Enchanted Exile, please. Because that's, that's some good stuff. It's not for a 
That's our theme by Enchanted Exile. You can actually check those dudes out on the Retro Redoctopus podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the Castlevania episode. That was last week. I don't know what they did this week because we're recording a week in advance. But listen to it. It's a, there'll be three episodes in. So check those guys out. They're great. So our battle for this week is our Yes Queen Showdown. Of course. The it is. battle of the villainous vixens. So we have Cersei Lannister, Obvi, versus Maleficent, versus the Evil Queen, versus the well, Evil Queen from Snow White, obviously. Versus the White Witch from Narnia. Okay. I brought this up earlier and you said no. And then I said, well, maybe. <laughs> And I was like, let me think about it. You said that's not a good the conversation I, I said I was like, let me let me consult with my hand. I didn't I didn't do the white witch, but I believe the conversation went something like, Well, it's not fair because Maleficent has magic. I said, Yes, but Cersei would just be like, Hey, let's go to this place and then blow it up with wildfire and not show up. Like that's kind of her MO. I said so, it one time. She would do it again. <laughs> yeah, she'd do it again. So anyways, it's four of them. It's Cersei versus Maleficent versus the Evil Queen versus the White Witch in Elsa's Ice Palace. What? So does does Cersei Hashtag let it go. Does Cersei fight herself or does she have the mountain fight for her? That, it's all in how you uh interpret it. Okay. All powers and abilities applicable. Uh, it's, I didn't say it was limited to these four. I didn't say. I mean, it's it's these four, but I didn't. You know, all powers and abilities applicable. Yes. So yes. she has the ability to command Sir Robert Strong. Mm-hmm. She has a wildfire. It's like, oh, I have the mountain. Oh, well, I can turn into an old witch lady. Oh. She has a glass of wine, and we know how powerful a glass of wine can be. Hey, the mountain want a poison apple? I mean, regular apple. I don't know if he can be poisoned again. Yeah. I, 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 I think once you're dead, you're dead. Head anymore. I'm sure he has a head. I mean, we've seen him. He's very purple. He is weird. I don't know if he eats apples, though. In the book, he doesn't eat or yeah. go to the privy or breathe even. You say go to the privy. Well, that's what they say. Well, that's what they say. Well, yeah, they have privies. They don't. Hey, Do Cersei, to... I'm headed to the shitter. Do you need to go to the privy? I love it. I'm going to start saying that from now on. Read the books you want to drink wine all the time if you don't already. Yeah, and there's I, a lot I, I of different wines. read the book lines. and it's just subliminal. You just, oh, they talk about wine so much. That, that's Tyrion my is life. always drinking. Always drinking. Me too. Cersei, always drinking. Cersei has always got wine. That's another one of those things. Like, oh, I hate the fact that Robert drinks all the time. She thought <laughs> as she chugged a gallon of wine. Yeah, but wine's, it, it, it's, it's okay. Yeah, but that's what Robert drank. Yeah, but like it's different when he does it. That's fucked up. No, it's different when he does it. I can do it because I'm different. She's not a drunk asshole. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah, well, she kind of is. Bring me the heads of every dwarf you find, and b- by the law of averages, one of them shall be Tyrion. 
or not. I don't give a shit. That's not a dwarf. That's just an ugly child. <laughs> so do you have a science fact? I do have a science fact. Let's uh, play the science theme. From the blackness of space, timeless from the void, you terrified to learn of Patsy's science facts. <laughs> oh yeah, Andy, you're hearing these themes for like the first times yeah. today. This is Some from our, our, our good buddy uh, Jeremy McFarlane made this theme for us. So my science fact actually has to do with wildfire. Wildfire has a real-world analog. It's called Greek fire, and it had a lot of the similar properties. Uh, the only way it could be, it could burn on water, so it was used a lot in naval battles. And the only, I believe the only way you could put it out is either by smothering it or dousing it with sand. But it was used quite a bit in uh, naval battles. And Valyrian steel has a... Uh, uh, a real-world analog, uh, Damascus. Damascus steel, um, which is a recipe like lost to the, yes, to time. Much like Valerian steel, no one knows how to make it anymore, and there are a few people who can even forge it. Same with uh, Damascus steel. Uh, it's just, uh, it's got the very similar look to it as well. Like you know, the the rippled from how many times it's been folded and hammered and folded and hammered, uh, which strengthens the steel, but. Uh, it remains sharp, doesn't lose its edge. Like so, these things have real-world analogs. You know, much as the uh, the uh, you know the Lannisters and the Starks, you know, the Lannisters or the Lancasters from the War of the Roses. Like, there's a lot of real-world analogs for a lot of the stuff that happens in Game of Thrones. So, Red Wedding was something based on yeah, yeah, yeah. Some I forget Scottish wedding, I believe. Yes, I forget exactly what it is, but yeah, like there's so you know. Learn your history, and you'll uh, you'll see a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's it's obscure European history, but you know, even the Battle of the Bastards has a real world analog. You know, where there's a specific battle formations, and you know, we see the phalanx being used. You know, like the the even the different battle tactics and weapons. So there's a there's a lot of real world analogs. But yeah, wildfire and Valerian steel have real world analogs. Greek fire and Damascus steel. So that's my science fact for this week. Awesome. Fun and science-y. Uh, have you wine to talk about? Oh, well, I mean, I always have wine to talk about. Well, let's play the wine theme. Welcome to the Vineyard of Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones people, wine drinkers, there is a Game of Thrones wine out there, and I will get my hands on it, and I will try it for you. But until then, I know a lot of people like to have get-togethers around the uh, se- season premiere of, of Game of Thrones, and something that's really fun to do is to have like 
theme foods. So every week that we do a Vaughn Nightmare Vineyards that we're talking about a Game of Thrones character, I'm going to give you an idea for a really fun, punny food to serve at your Game of Thrones premiere party. So today we're going to talk about Little Finger Sandwiches. Oh, good. <laughs> thought we were going to talk about Jojen, uh, Jojen Paste. No, no. (laughs) Little finger sandwiches. So what you do is you can get those really small rolls that you can serve like egg salad or chicken salad or tuna salad or pretty much anything you want in those. Or you can do like little tea sandwiches, which are pretty much like cucumber and cream cheese sandwiches with the crust cut off. You cut them into little triangles. Those are perfect as well. So fancy. Right? But like little finger sandwiches. And what kind of wine would you pair with the uh, cucumber and cream cheese? I would probably... Mm. Any? It depends. Well, yeah. I mean, any any wine is acceptable. Um, it, it depends on what kind of cream cheese. So if you're going to go with just like a plain... Just plain, plain just, Philadelphia cream cheese. That's so boring. Go with at least like garden veggie or something. You already have vegetables in the cucumbers. Technically, a cucumber is a fruit. <sighs> yeah, because the seeds are on the... Yeah, I anyways. Anyways. Um uh, that's a really good question. Um hmm. probably like a dry red. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe like a Malbec. A Malbec might go really well with that. I think he Something... fought on the side of the uh of the uh one of those the, the hill tribes. Because cucumbers don't have much of a of a fl- I mean they're crunchy green water. Yeah, they don't have much of a flavor to them. So you're pretty much dealing with the flavor of the, the cream cheese and whatever bread you're serving it on. So let's just say you're, you're, you're doing... Pumpernickel. I, I would think... I think a Malbec might actually... Because, you know, you have like a the juiciness and dryness of a Malbec mm-hmm. will kind of counteract the sourness that you get from Pumpernickel. Yeah. I think that would work. So that's just my opinion. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. Little finger sandwiches. Serve them at your Game of Thrones theme party. Yeah, <clears throat> you've heard it here first. We've got we've got some other one that uh, we've been coming up with, and I'm sure we'll we'll touch on this again. Mm-hmm. So I want to uh, I want to thank Andy for uh, for joining us, and uh, thank you for having me and thank contributing it was because uh, there were quite a few things that. Neither one of us had in our I'm notes. I'm still like mind blown yeah, on glad. that Targaryen thing. Stunned over here, I could tell. I little... think we might we might have to when we swing home. We might have to watch the uh, Alt Shift X video. Yeah, on yeah. the on the big TV and and kind of go into that. So um, next week we're actually uh, we're going to be a little late to the party because we're recording this on the 22nd, and in a couple of days the uh, Mads Mikkelsen film. Uh, Polar comes out and we're going to be discussing his character Duncan Vizsla on uh, next week's show so which will actually be I don't know February 4th or something so the, it'll have been out already now I got confused by this movie because this comes out on Netflix and it's called Polar and it's got Madge Mickelson in it now there's another movie that I was going when I was going through a few weeks ago I was like, oh, I'm going to go through what's coming up and like see when certain films are coming out and like write some stuff down. Maybe we'll cover some characters. 
Imagine Michael Sinton in another film called Arctic that comes out on February 1st. And I got confused because I'm like, well, you know, maybe one's a maybe it's a foreign film and it's a translation difference. But no, uh, Polar, his character, uh, Duncan Vizsla, is a hitman who has retired. And it turns out that if you kill this hitman who is retired, you can get all his money. So there's like an $8 million bounty on him. So it's like Mads Mikkelsen as John Wick. And in, in the Arctic movie, he's literally crashed in the Arctic in a in a small plane. And he has to walk somewhere. Uh, he's fine inside the thing, but he's got a sick person with him. So now he's got to walk across the Arctic tundra in order to get to a, a an outpost for rescue. So... Very similar titles, exact same actor, very different movies. So, but when I first interchangeable heard, titles, really? Yeah, when I well, when I first heard Polar, I'm like, oh, that's the movie I I I already uh, put on my list, and it's like, no, Arctic's the movie. Oh, maybe it's just, it's not the same thing. It's not. It's totally different, but they're very similar. There are polar bears in Arctic. You know, he has to fight a polar bear. But no Arctic bears and polar? No, not that I know of. I know there might be a guy named Arctic Bear. <laughs> Weaponized penguins. <laughs> oh, that would be Antarctic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Andy, thank you for coming on. Um, definitely, uh, we'll have to have you back down the road for uh, either either Game like a, or... a Game of Thrones recap, you know, maybe after the season's over. Or maybe another... Uh, Game of Thrones therapy session. Yeah. Cry it out. Yeah. And maybe another upcoming episode, because I'm sure we're going to do another one. Uh, probably a couple more. We haven't covered John. We haven't covered Jamie. So we haven't done a Tyrion episode. We haven't done a lot. Yeah. So I mean, because there's a lot of characters. Jorah the Andal. <laughs> so we've got, a, we've got a lot of... A lot of catching up to Can do. Can we talk about Khal Drago? Just because, you know, Jason Momoa. He's Aquaman. Just, you know, talk about Jason Momoa. He's Aquaman. Well, so. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, that, that does about wrap it up. <laughs> so I think with that being said, we will we'll go ahead and we will see, see you, you next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>